Welcome to Stop Overthinking, the podcast for overthinkers, people pleasers, and perfectionists who want to feel calm and confident enough to handle whatever life sends your way. I'm your host, Kristen Odegaard, a women's life and mindset coach, lifelong educator, and recovering perfectionist. Welcome to episode 30 of the Stop Overthinking podcast. I just want to take a moment and say thank you to all of my listeners out there. I really had no idea what I was getting into when I started this podcasting journey and just saying episode 30 is pretty cool that I've been going about it that long. And it's amazing to me that I have hundreds and hundreds of people listening every week. And I just want to thank you for listening and for sharing this podcast or listening to multiple episodes, I do appreciate you. And I also love hearing from you. And it's fun for me to be able to see and hear where you're listening from. So if you do find me on social media, um, Kristen Odegaard Coaching, Facebook, Instagram, just send me a quick message and tell me that you listen to the podcast and, and where you live. So I'm in Wisconsin and So it amazes me the reach of people who are um, not just from the United States, but all corners of the United States, from California to Arkansas and uh, Michigan and Massachusetts, as well as my listeners that I hear from in Canada and the UK. And I appreciate you and thank you. So hopping into this episode. As you know, a lot of these episodes are some of the common topics that I deal with. And one of the most common things that I hear from women and clients and my friends is how busy and overwhelmed you feel. And it's a combination of working and managing home and groceries and birthdays and appointments. It's the constant running as a parent to pick up the kids and get them to the next place, check in on the homework and friends and sports practices. It's the relationships, especially the ones that aren't as easy as you'd like. And it's navigating all the emotions of other people. And I get it. It's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day grind and to just feel busy and tired and overwhelmed and to make decisions on autopilot. And when your schedule is that packed is when you really need to be mindful about what you decide to add and to take away from your life and your schedule and to be mindful of what kind of emotions are driving you when you make those decisions. It's easy to look around and just get caught up in thinking, this is too much, I'm overwhelmed, I don't have time, I don't have any room for anything else. And then not surprisingly, thinking thoughts like that lead you to feeling more overwhelmed, obligated, and out of control. And when this happens, these are the times that knowing your priorities and which values you want to live by and how you want to make decisions, and that's so critical. Knowing ahead of time what is really important and what isn't helps you from reflexively saying yes or no. You can't possibly say yes to everything that your career needs or asks for. You can't possibly say yes to everything that needs to be done around your home. You can't possibly say yes to everything that your family and your kids want you to do or accept every social invite, or you will feel even more ragged and run down than you do right now. So you have to think carefully about how you are spending your time. And I want to talk about this today and how we make decisions from an emotional place and how we navigate our decision making. 
I've been thinking about this a lot as fall and the school year started. I'm a former teacher and I still work in education from an administrative perspective. And I still see so many teachers and parents feeling really stressed out this time of year. I also recently talked to a friend about how she's making decisions. And this is a woman who's really involved in nonprofit work, social justice work. And what I noticed is this thought pattern that's really prevalent with those working in mission-driven work. It's honestly really prevalent and for all of us raised and socialized as women, regardless of our work settings or politics. But it does seem if you work in like public sector, teaching, healthcare, social justice, or nonprofit work, there's like this extra dose of this. And what I was talking and eventually coaching this friend about was the way in which she's making decisions for her life and her work. Her main criteria for knowing what to do and what not to do is whether or not she felt guilt or shame for doing or not doing the thing. And this was just one recent conversation, but I see this and hear this almost daily from others, even when it's not in a coaching setting. I certainly see this in myself as well, and I know so many women have this issue. We make decisions based on doing it or not doing it, and if it will make us feel worse. Like our main criteria is whether we feel guilt or shame if we do or don't do this thing. If we feel guilt or shame when we think about doing something and then we don't do it because we want to avoid the shame or the guilt. Because we assume if we feel guilt or shame, then it must be bad or wrong. It must be the wrong decision. And if we feel guilt or shame when we think about not doing something, then we do it again to avoid these feelings. I'll give you some examples, but in general, if we have something that we want to do, and as we think about it and we feel like guilty or, or shame, like, you know, I feel bad or I am bad, then we decide not to do it based on those feelings. We assume that we're feeling this guilt or shame because it's a bad idea or we're a bad person for wanting to do it. Or if we think of something that we could do that we really don't want to, or something that someone asks us to do that we really don't want to, if we feel guilt or shame from not doing it, then we go ahead and do it just because we assume that it must be bad if we don't. It's as if a good person would do this thing. And if we don't, then that means we're not a good person. And of course, nobody wants to be a bad person. So you just keep perpetuating this cycle. The problem is that guilt and shame are emotions that women in particular are socialized to equate with being a bad person. And women are socialized to believe that it's our duty and our responsibility to make other people happy, to serve other people. Women are taught to believe if we don't do something for someone else that they want us to do, that makes us bad or we disappoint them and we're responsible for that. And we're taught to believe that if doing anything that we want to do just because we want to do it is somehow bad or selfish. It's just not a good enough reason if you want to. So we end up doing a lot of things that we don't want to or don't really align with who we want to be. And we don't do very many of the things that we actually want. 
because we've been taught to be a good person. We shouldn't do what we want, but should focus on what other people want to do. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be nice. Please hear me on that. Okay, this is talking about feeling guilty or shameful. And when you navigate by guilt and shame, what you are really navigating is from socialization. And hear me, because women often think guilt and shame are these like definitive things, ideas about moral truth. That it is totally black and white, what's really good or bad and what kind of person we are. But guilt and shame are not this moral truth of the universe. They are our own personal feelings. And our feelings come from our thoughts. And society and culture and our parents and our spiritual beliefs have taught us which of these things to feel guilty and ashamed of. So that's why in some cultures or some families, people feel a lot of guilt or shame about sex and others don't. There are some cultures that really emphasize respect of elders and taking care of your family and sacrificing for your family. There are people that feel ashamed for being assertive and a leader. And there are some people who feel ashamed to talk about women's bodies and normal bodily functions like monthly periods. In some cultures, women are taught to feel guilt or shame about being married or not married or having kids or not having kids. Like you're this disappointment if you do the wrong one. And then we have all of the socialization about body types and size and what to eat and don't eat. And there just aren't black and white issues that have a definitive moral compass. It's what society has taught us to feel and to think. And when it doesn't align, then we feel guilty or ashamed. And as a woman in Western society, you are often taught to feel guilt or shame for doing anything you want to do for yourself just because you want to. Anything that feels good to you or would be fun that doesn't benefit someone else or not doing something or anything that you possibly could do that would benefit someone else. So when you're making decisions from guilt and shame, you're making decisions from socialization without even thinking about it. Because what you were taught makes you think that you're a good or bad or worthy or not worthy. And that is what is driving your decisions. It's like your compass and you're following guilt or shame. So actual examples, let's say that your mom asks you to drive like an hour or more to a family gathering on this one night that you have nothing scheduled this week. And that's the only night you have to relax or to do stuff at home. And for the sake of this example, you're not excited to do this because if you feel excited, you aren't navigating from guilt or shame, right? You're navigating from joy or excitement. So then it's easy to feel yes and you say yes and want to say yes. But for this case, let's say that you prefer not to, that if you were freely given the choice, you would say no. So how do you make this decision if you aren't aware of your emotional compass and that it's being directed by guilt and shame? Then you make it without any intentional process. You think about not going and then you feel guilty, wondering what they will think of you or if it's going to make you a bad daughter or a bad sister. And if you don't go, then others will be disappointed and you don't want to deal with the guilt, let alone other people's feelings. 
So you go simply to avoid the guilt. That would be what's happening if you're not being intentional. You're making this decision based on getting away from your guilt and shame without really thinking on purpose about the actual situation. Another example, maybe you've considered leaving a job because you have a better offer or you just want something that's better or different. But when you think about it, you're also thinking about the projects that you're going to leave undone or that your colleagues are going to have more work to do if you go. Or perhaps you feel ashamed of yourself for wanting more money to feel like you are undervalued or you want more flexibility or a shorter commute when the rest of your job is fine and other people would maybe really want this job and you think, I shouldn't be thinking these things. I shouldn't feel this way. You've been socialized to think that caring about yourself and your wants and your needs should be below that of other people, that then it's selfish. And this is what happens when you don't know how your emotional compass is working or that your compass is just spinning around to avoid guilt and shame, but it's not actually leading you anywhere that you want to go. When you use guilt and shame to decide how to operate in the world, you may feel that this makes you a good person. But the thing is, you haven't really thought for yourself what it means to be a good person. Or if you even agree with how you are operating by, you know, this other worldview. Blindly operating on what society and culture have taught you what it means to be a good person or a good woman may not actually match your true beliefs and values or what you think it means to be a good person. And that same is true of things that you feel positive about when you give yourself a pat on the back. If you haven't calibrated your own emotional compass and decided what to navigate by, you are just on autopilot. Navigation by whatever you were taught to feel by someone else's definition. It may not be based on what you actually believe. It may be based on beliefs and stereotypes that you don't even like or agree with. Like you feel like you're a good person when you put yourself last and put others in front of you. Or you feel like it's a good person when you deny the needs and don't talk about what you want. Is that the definition of a good person that you really want to follow? This is not serving you. It's just blindly following society and this patriarchal dynamic. Yet many of us have no idea what else to do or think because it's never been talked about. It's never been a conscious thought or a choice. It's just reacting to what's in front of you and what other people are doing. So back to the example of the friend who I talked about earlier was making these decisions on how guilty or not she felt. And as we talked, she didn't know how else to make a decision if she felt any guilt at all. Like that had to be the driving force of her decision-making. She was so used to trying to avoid guilt that it was running her personal and professional life. And people liked her for it. Maybe even thought she was a good person, but she was miserable. So my suggestion to her and to you is to do the work to calibrate your own emotional compass. What values matter to you? What values do you want to use to make your decisions? You can and 
will feel more than one thing and you get to choose what you focus on. So even though there might be twinges of guilt, you don't have to make a decision from trying to avoid that guilt. You can choose not to focus on the guilt, but then you need to know what else is there. What are you focusing on? Feeling calm or centered or wanting time with your family or time to be outdoors? Whatever it is, it's yours. And with the family example, having to drive you know, an hour on your one, one night off, if this is a busy time in your life and you're prioritizing rest and having at least one day a week without anything scheduled because you know that's what you need to show up the best at work and at home and for yourself, and you have determined that this is what you need, you know that ahead of time. And it's easier to say, hey, that date doesn't work for me. Let's set another time. So you aren't making a decision out of guilt and out of obligation, and then dealing with all the emotional crap that you're hauling around when you're there. And then for the rest of the week, berating yourself for not following your own decisions and keeping that boundary with your family. When you've thought about it ahead of time, you consciously decided what you want and what you need rather than blindly reacting to an emotion. Or maybe your family is one of your core values and you do decide to go. And maybe there's a part of you that really doesn't want to, but then you can remind yourself and you're consciously choosing to go because family is important to you. And so you're making a decision from that priority. Sure, there's other things there, but you're making a decision from that priority that this is important to you and I'm consciously choosing to go do this thing. So you have to calibrate your emotional compass based on what matters to you, not just what you were taught or by trying to avoid guilt or shame. And this is something that I work on with all of my clients. We look at why you really think and feel and act the way that you do, what's underneath it. We also get into what do you want and what matters to you And is all of that in alignment or not? How do you feel when you make decisions? How do you want to feel when you make decisions? And it does take some time to think and to be intentional. It takes time to practice. And this is a skill that like anything else gets easier with time. So take some time this week and look at where your compass is set. Does it need recalibration? And if so, I would love to work with you individually and help you set your own emotional compass so you can make decisions without guilt, without second guessing and overthinking. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Stop Overthinking Podcast with Kristen Odegaard. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who would benefit from the message. To learn more about working with me and links to social media and free resources, head over to my website, coachwithkristen.com. That's Kristen spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Have a great week.